right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 92, not 62, like I thought it was a couple <laughs> seconds ago. Uh, today we're talking about winter. We got Tim here, myself, Tyler, and Bo should be strolling in here as soon as he's done tuning a customer car. So yep. yeah. we might have our first snow this weekend, which I am not looking forward yeah. to. I'm, uh, I'm, re- snow, I'm rebelling, so I am still <laughs> on my summer tires. Oh, yeah, me too. But I'm going to try my best to um, not have them touch snow. Sorry for being late. There he is. Okay. There's the man. We literally just pressed the button, so you're good to go. This so, week did go by pretty quick. It was a, it was a fast week. I got back from uh, Mexico in, uh, last week, and, you know, that cleared my system out for a few days. So. Yep. Yeah, the, when they say don't drink the water, definitely don't drink the water. Like, <laughs> At least you wouldn't have to worry about snow tires down there. No. Yeah. No, it was, that was nice. All right, so. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I'll start with, uh, I don't mind winter i mean i don't like the bitter cold of it but like i do enjoy getting the break on the pocketbook yeah on the car like it gives you a chance to like put it away and like take care of some little things that you haven't had time to deal with all the stupid stuff that you didn't want to do yeah 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 until spring and then you're like oh uh (laughs) and then it's may and you're like i have a lot of things waiting for me that i don't want to do yeah. well you got you got to build an engine or put another engine in yep got to figure something out engines coming out either way probably yep well you've had a pretty consistent winter overhaul right last couple of years yeah i normally don't park without like <laughs> big plans yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you go turbo two years ago two years two ago. years ago okay yeah, yeah yep and then uh this winter was the flex plate broke so i did the trans <laughs> and um the aluminum subframe and the control arms and all the other finishing up the suspension stuff. Nice. So this year will be engine. And I'm going to get into the GXP2 because oh, that car we've just put 50,000 miles on like like this. And I don't even know where it went. But I haven't done anything to it in 50,000 <laughs> miles other than brakes. That just as long as you say you're putting an intake manifold on it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Brandon Furches has a really nice intake manifold. I'm going to try when he gets it done. Uh, it's a Holly Sniper intake manifold with like a, a custom uh, power steering reservoir on the side because the power steering pump is in the way and you need a reservoir too. So it, it's, uh. it's a cool deal. But it should be like 50 to the tire. Nice. The horsepower gains. Yeah, on an that intake, intake manifold. Yeah, that intake yeah. manifold. If you've ever seen one, it has a half moon as an inlet. Because yeah. it's got some dumb sensor right there. Oil pressure sensors right oh. there because the intake's actually on backwards comparative to a truck. And so it just takes up all of, and they mush it down low to get under the hood and just a <laughs> bunch of nonsense. So what, uh, and this is completely off topic from winter, but uh, I read a whole article about the weirdness of the GXP and I didn't know that LS4 in it is completely different. Like the yeah. block is different. It has a whole different coolant assembly. I mean, obviously they had to fit it transversely. Yeah. It's uh, the crank shorter. The yeah. block's different. Um, really, the only thing it carries over from a standard LS is the cylinder heads. Yep. Um, aside from that, <laughs> it's totally just wow. a thing of its own. Yep. So One thing there. that's a little underrated on it is like it's a really neat engine for a V6 swap. Yeah. Because it's a short block, short crank. You know, it, it was made to fit in that trend, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so 
I don't know. It would be neat to put in a vehicle that has a north-south V6 because it's probably not too much longer than oh, it. Yeah. Uh, the problem is just the bell housing because it shares the yeah. 65U bell housing. So you'd have to like, you'd have to put a um, <laughs> adapter even, plate to. Yeah, you'd have to do adapter plate or like an old the Camaro AR or not AR5. What was that five speed out of the older F body Camaros with 3800? Oh yeah, T5? yeah, the T5, one that breaks when you T56, look at it wrong. T5, yep. something like that. <laughs> yeah, because the T56 was the good one. The T5 came in the V6s, so yeah. probably wouldn't be able to put much power through that though. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're cool. They're they're just so choked up in the front wheel drive application and the 65e. No. <laughs> what was GM doing with transmissions then? I don't know, because didn't... Well, the Northstar gets the 4080. Yeah. And they're like, nah, not this thing. Not this actual performance sedan that we're making. <laughs> nah, it's just going to use the same thing. But let's put Bilstein's on it and a G-Force meter in and like all this other cool <laughs> stuff. And they're like, paddle shifters and... Transrated for 200 torque. Yep. That's good. That's well, all we there need. was a problem with the torque converter that flew apart at <laughs> like 400,000 miles. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe just... it not locking properly ruins it and it sends stuff to something with the torque converter I can't remember not to make this about an LS4 yeah. topic the more you know but yeah. you're working on it so it's it's yeah we're gonna make sense we're gonna do some dang things uh, JPL welcome Brad nice to see you glad I could get you that uh, bearing link yeah those are those are pesky we're seeing more and more cars come in with F35s that need that bearing and yep. uh, they're not cheap so no they're not they're I might like be working on something. Ninety to one hundred and twenty dollars, depending on where you go, and they're a bear to get in there. Oh yeah, out, if you can get the old really? one out. Well, the axle's normally stuck and Seized, welded itself yep. into the intermediate shaft because it's just it just likes its little home in there. <laughs> Is it the intermediate shaft you can't get anymore? Uh, only 04 red lines you can't. Oh, because the they had are. a different one. But the rest of them you can find. Yeah. Like I know Crate Engine Depot still carries them. But well, these cars aren't getting any newer. No, I mean the older they get, the more things that we've never heard of wearing out are going to wear out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of cars out there with 250 thousand miles on them. <laughs> I mean, geez, it's impressive that um, they need as little as they do for having that many yeah. miles. Yeah. So you can't be mad when your intermediate shaft bearing goes out. It's pretty standard operating procedure for us to check that on a clutch install anymore. <laughs> At um, least uh, a Link lot of GM hasn't discontinued the part, which yeah. is good. <laughs> a lot of people just have a weird noise and they don't know where it's coming from, and it's actually that intermediate shaft bearing. So if you've been chasing like a weird bearing-related noise that you can't find in the front end, check the intermediate shaft. Bearing. Hey, there you go. There you go. Some good tips. I kind of uh, like that thing anyway. My base model car has just so that long, the long you know, axle. axle. Yep. And uh, when you punch it, you know, it's light enough to where it kind of wants to spin mm-hmm. and it torque steers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's got to be because it's got oh. that one tiny little axle. So you got one that's that's twisting and then the other one's not twisting because it's like a third the length. Yep. You know, so the intermediate shaft is a very large diameter shaft, so it doesn't twist as much. Your car does love to burn the left tire. Yeah. Is there a uh, any of the swaps you can do on the base model? I mean, you could go to a F35, but... Uh, the F23 the, is kind of known to be a good train. Yeah, the, so. the, the 23 is a good transmission. Uh, there's there's actually, no two-part shaft is. you can use with the There is, but it's really obscure. Mm. It uses some Isuzu uh, <laughs> intermediate shaft, and then you have to get a different plate, and then... Or no, I'm sorry. The intermediate shaft is out of 
some GM platform, and then the axle is out of an Isuzu. I saved some guy's post because he recently did it, but it's a lot of work. But if you're making some good power, like this dude has a 500 horse LNF with a F23 in it, and <laughs> so it's needed. Because wow. if you if you ever talk to Al, he had a 23 at like 600 horse and he's like every time i was at the half mile you just kind of <laughs> steer yeah. it the other way at least it was predictable torque steer yeah. but hmm. you know at my like what 150 wheel horsepower <laughs> yeah. i feel it so i can't imagine <laughs> oh like, yeah i'm sure it would be know, insane once oh. we get the suspension dialed dialed on the base model and we throw some boost at it like it's gonna be a problem <laughs> so yeah terrell's grand prix with his manual swap uses that oh yeah yep <laughs> Weird. So, uh, at least he's got a centrifugal, so it makes no torque. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doesn't either. <laughs> um, going off what Tim said, what does being a car guy in the winter mean to you guys? How does that Woo. change your? Well, the, the the first thing is always snow tires. You got to put snow yes. tires on everything. Cool. You know what? I'm going to be a little Ryan Derek preachy here. Um, <laughs> if you like, if you get snow, like if you get snow more than like a week. Mm-hmm. Buy freaking snow tires, people. Like, yeah. stop being cheap. Like, ooh, I'm going to sound like old man rant right <laughs> here, but I can't help it. Like, if you are in snow, buy snow tires. Yep. And then what is that? That gives you an excuse to have summer tires. Mm-hmm. Just to have two sets of tires. That's what you have to do. I'm sorry, but like... 200 tread wears and tractor tires. That's what you need. I just I just <laughs> love it. Like, I, I saw this meme go go out, I think, like, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of a whole bunch, like, 20 cars in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, look at all those people on their summer tires. Didn't swap their snow tires yet. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've driven across glare ice on snow tires, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not going to go... 360 in if you have a legit set of snow tires oh my the the first time i got a set of snow tires uh i was on bald all seasons i was pulling in austin you know freaking sliding through intersections and stuff and so i went to discount and i was like all right give me some snow tires and of course i was being cheap and i was like oh well what about only two they're like all right well we're gonna put them on the rears and i was like oh that's that's dumb. All right, <laughs> just give me all four. <laughs> and I remember pulling out of discount tire, and there was probably six inches of snow on the ground, and, you know, it's all packed. And I'm just ripping. <laughs> I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. It yes. felt like a Subaru. Yeah. And the then f- you get down to the ends of your snow tires, and you put a fresh set on, and you're like, oh, I'm a master of snow. With <laughs> snow tires, you can out-accelerate a four-wheel drive truck from an intersection. Yeah, 100%. Don't even get us started on the all-wheel drive in the snow. It's, it's not real. And, and here's real. another thing. Okay. You, okay. Let's, you know, all wheel drive in the winter. Great. It's great. However, all wheel drive doesn't turn any better. Nope. It doesn't stop, stop. any yeah, better. Nope. Like it, it snow tires are still better. needed. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you a false sense of, yeah, everything's fine until you hit the brakes <laughs> or turn and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. I need snow tires. <laughs> and hopefully you, you have that oh crap moment without crashing the car so you can go and buy them. The yeah. uh, lighter the car the scarier winter is too that yeah the echo without snow tires Ooh, i would not want to <laughs> drive that <laughs> yeah step one snow tires uh wipers that's a big thing yeah that's new a new set of blades man. that's a thing that you often overlook and then you Until get you need it then you need it and you're just like Ooh, let's let's add stuff. to the new wipers de-icer washer fluid yeah make Ooh. sure you get the, get the get the right kind in there before your windshield washer pay. tank blows up <laughs> yeah. your well. pay the extra six bucks and get the rain x de-icer yes and it 
it it works. You fire it up in the morning and whoosh, spray that on, and you're I've good to go. I've never used that. It, oh my gosh! Yeah. Game changing. Game yes. changing. Huh. Yep. It's like your washer fluid is heated warm enough to get rid of like a sixteenth of an inch of ice mm-hmm. off your windshield like uh-huh. in like a few swipes. I was always so jealous of uh, how Subarus have the, you know, like in your rear window, uh-huh. they have the lines for heating. They're, they have those on the wipers on the front windshield. Yeah. Really? I thought that yeah. was neat too. Yeah. I never knew yeah. that. So you get in your car, front windshield defroster, and it heats up the... Wiper, wiper area. Yeah, it just keeps your wipers from getting icy. Hey, that's when pretty they cool. Rest, it's heated. Yeah, speaking of those uh, those lines in the back windshield, my the connection to those defroster strips on my base model fell off. Oh, oh no. the sticky ones? You get in there and the, solder that, boy. The sticky one, but then, yeah, it's soldered on there. And I don't know if I don't know if you can solder back onto the glass or what, but so now those don't work. So that's Do you use your garage in the winter? For car store, like for car, you drive parking. No, because no. I usually have some S box ah. in the in my side, <laughs> and Erica parks in hers, so I, I park in the in the driveway. Ah, but uh, yeah, even if even if you just find some steelies, if you're a cobalt guy watching uh, Malibus and Auras and all of the uh, G not G sixes, but Malibus and Auras were also five by one ten for a while, and they came with like a a steely but it had a hubcap on it so go to the junkyard buy those they look decent enough throw some snow tires on them and you're you're good uh somebody mentioned switch from e85 to gas it's a good one yeah good idea yeah reasonable it's not horrible but if you want to completely avoid all avoid all the uh if you the have the starts. means to i would but if you don't just uh, yeah, hey, you, can, you can't use the yeah. power anyway from it, so you might as well just switch. Yeah, that's true, and and especially on Cobalts and Grand Prix when they're not flex, they you know they're gonna hard start or you start it a couple times, <laughs> drain it um, out, throw Tyler, some three in. Any, well, anybody that um, parks outside uh, overnight, uh, do you know about the carpet on the window trick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just cut a piece of carpet that's about the size of your windshield, flop it on there overnight, walk out in the morning and just throw it on the ground. Clean windshield. <laughs> I got some extra carpet in the attic. I, uh, I learned that from, um, like, when I was in high school, my girlfriend lived in a trailer park. And I'm and we're driving through there. And I'm like, what the hell? Why do all these people have carpet, <laughs> carpet? on their windshields? <laughs> and then I saw that. I was like, whoa, that's okay. That's a good idea. Right. I know they make those, like, fitted ones that attach to the mirrors and yeah. all that. But, hey, carpet works. It's heavy. Yeah. Just <laughs> God dang flop it on idea. the ground. Bill Kish has heated washer fluid. What? What? How do you do that? Huh. Just Duramax. New GM stuff. Yeah. That's true. Well, he probably he probably gets to plug it in at night. So if you're if you're gonna have the plug in like block heater and stuff, I would imagine they would have a oh, element true. in the washer tank too. Why yep. not? <laughs> uh, one thing that I know we don't do around here a lot, but Adam Wagner has kind of put on to me is uh, winterize the bottom, which yeah. is just spray some oil on it <laughs> yep yeah I like they, it. they do it in canada it's like required uh-huh. and you just in canada they have these kind of cool drive-through shops and you just go in you pay them 50 bucks or whatever and you drive through and it's a giant oil change pit and they <laughs> blast it with oil and then you come dripping out and then the the thing to do is you just go hauling hauling ass down a dirt road mm-hmm. and it covers it and it gets it all stick it, stuck up in there and uh <laughs> it's supposed to do good things yeah so i might try that this, this there's year. uh you 
there's fluid film and then there's a chassis wax on Amazon that's pretty good. Ah, either okay. of those work well. If See, you don't want I'm to use real oil, just get a subscription to a car wash that has an underbody yep. wash. And if, if if you're paying a monthly subscription to it, you only have to do it for three or four months. Let's say, I mean, you could just drive through that thing twice a week. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I I, I got the Tommies, and and now car washes are so expensive for a single wash. That if yeah. your place offers a uh, monthly subscription, it's probably only two washes worth. Yeah. So you go through it twice in a month, and you you've paid for it. Yeah. yeah. I always I always do the wash thing. I'm not a big fan of oiling the whole underside of the car. I oil the inside the pinch welds. Like so, I'll I'll do the typical drill two holes in the in the door. Oh. Like open the door, drill two holes. Yep. And then you can spray it in there until it drips out of the pinch welds. So you know just the inside's all bit. coated good. Hmm. And then just, you know, keep it washed after that. Yeah, and just have little plugs that you can in the pop when right I in when there. we used to drive the GXP in the winter too, I'd remove the rear fender well liners, do the whole inside of there and then underneath the gas cap where it's dreaded to rust. Um you know, just hit all the it, you're we're familiar with these cars by now and know where they're rust. Just try and hit all the spots where you're they're known to rust, you know. Mm-hmm. With uh, it's actually a really good idea. Anything that's gonna the classic GM gas cap rust. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that yep. the Impalas that got that, or the Malibus? Yeah, that always had the. Like... They all do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bonnevilles, yeah. especially. Bonnevilles. Yeah. You see another any big of those thing too. Um, all all of my GM cars have the foam in the front fenders um, for wind noise. And that foam goes right down to the bottom to the pinch weld, and it holds so much water that it never dries in there. So it'll just start rotting from the inside out. Oh, I never thought about that. And a lot of times you'll get a hole in the bottom of the fender just because of that foam's hold, held moisture for 20 years. So the first thing I do is you can normally get it out by just reaching your hand in there and yanking it all out. But there's get that foam out of the front fenders. Hmm. <laughs> Behind the fender liner then? Um, yeah, but if you just open the door, you can see it. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. The cobalts have those, too. Yep. Yeah. Not many uh, by this point. But. <laughs> I always just yank it out of there. It holds leaves and water and just junk in there. You don't want to get all that in there. Interesting. Cody says he puts uh, sand or rocks in his front-wheel drive car in the trunk. That was always a trick I used yeah. when I had a rear-wheel drive truck. I've heard of people throwing some weight in the back. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, not, not and bad. And if you get stuck, yeah. you can pour it out. Hey, there you go. Oh, yeah. Good tip. Cat litter. Mm -hmm. If you ever get stuck in your driveway, throw some cat litter under there. You get a little bit of traction, and you're good or to go. Or your piece of carpet that you're using on your windshield. Oh, my gosh. Use it for traction, too. <laughs> Just shove it under there. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the one downside of the base model is I've always had it so low that it gets high-sided on all sorts of stuff. <laughs> So I've, I've gotten stuck in my driveway uh, four or five times. One thing I've done since I was in high school and been in a ditch before is before winter comes and you end up in the ditch, <laughs> look under your car and be like, where am I going to hook this if I need to? So yep. when oh, it's yeah. in the snow and absolutely buried in your freezing cold and the dude pulls up and he's like, hey, hook your own stuff. And you're like, yup. And you just go, Whoop, got it. You're not like, um, well, maybe here. Oh, no, not there. Uh, well, there's snow here. Yep. Just, you yeah. No, right where to go with that strap. <laughs> uh, I think somebody mentioned it, but um, this is something I'm a pretty firm believer on, too, is have a like bag of 
necessities in your trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Gloves maybe and- a change of clothes, a change of socks, a change, you know, a, a blanket. Like yeah. just in case you stuff it in a ditch on a really bad day and it's going to take that tow truck driver a long Two time. Two or three hours, you. yeah. You know, let's say a stick spears your radiator so you can't like run the car and run the heat until mm-hmm. they get there. Like, you know, just a little, a little oh crap bag. Yeah, a little yeah. Beer package. Great idea. Yep. Maybe uh, even throw a granola bar or something in there. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah, and and jumper cables. Yep. Oh, I geez. had that uh, last <laughs> week. Yeah. Was that earlier this week? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Me, it's yeah. it's gonna be negative forty one day, and the winds are blowing, and you come out from the store or something, and you can't start the car. Yep. And then because your battery might be fine now, but as soon as it hits twenty five degrees, yeah. it might not be fine. It's not happy. <laughs> yeah. So. I had to send myself a note right now because I actually need to get a couple sets of jumper cables. <laughs> well, not even jumper cables if you're really cheap, but they make such nice like jump packs that are like sixty bucks on yeah. Amazon now. Yeah, I have for, I have one of those. The battery is, I mean it. Yeah, it just looks like a right charger battery. Yeah. It's like this big, and that thing will jump start almost anything. Definitely the way to go nowadays. And we all have little four cylinders, so they don't need much. Yeah, it's not like we're trying to crank over a Duramax. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But yeah, emergency kit. Um, Any tips for long-term winter storage for the ATS? Uh, Yeah, definitely take your RT660s off. Put those somewhere warm and off the ground. Um, Yep. You know, a lot of people say run the fuel low. I've never had issues over one winter. I never worry about that. I always do the opposite. I fill it to the brim and then park it because you leave less room for oxygen in the tank to create moisture yeah Yeah. so if the tank's full and there's no air in it then you're not going to have a problem i honestly like i if it's empty if it's full it doesn't matter (laughs) to me i don't see you in the spring (laughs) basically (laughs) pull pull the you know the summer tires off or you know something but then that's it yeah yeah Disconnect the battery. Like, don't put a battery tender yeah, on it. Yeah, you don't it. need God, to put a like, tender on it. That's so stupid. Just freaking disconnect the battery. I I always yeah. worry, too. Like, if you leave the, the tender on it and what, what happens if it sparks yeah. or something and you're not home, you know. But you disconnect the battery, it's not going to go anywhere. The juices are going like to stay in there, the you know. the best, safest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or I'm even just, better, if it's a summer-winter car, just... Put a nice shutoff switch correctly wired in there. Oh, there you go. Just, I just yeah. like I just, a race car. Yeah. I just top her off, take the 200 treadwares off, and unhook the battery. <laughs> Done. Put the cover on it, because I do have a fitted cover for both. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> a I, cover. That's a, that's some bougie stuff there. I used to use sheets. I used to just leave it open, uh, you know, but anymore i got a fitted cover for both yeah, do you i'm kind of outside too because you leave both the projects inside the garage yep full park outside yep I, in fact i need to i want to steal the zzp ats uh, car cover for this winter <laughs> i didn't know we had one <laughs> yeah we've got one around here somewhere it was like a lot of money back in the day it was for a wallpaper car but we don't, we don't oh use yeah because so. we it was on wallpaper car and the wind because uh, it had that matte wrap it yep. rubbed into it hmm. But I mean, it's not. It wasn't an outside cover. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, yeah. you can't put a car cover on a car outside. Like it's the wind is going to beat the paint off of it. So, but yeah, I, I Rand- need to find that. Randy, I don't know. You tell us <laughs> about air suspension in the winter. Uh, 
I know people have issues with getting like water in the lines and oh. it's actually I mean it's just a compressor yeah. so you're going to have water and ice um but yeah I, I would just take some cat litter and just throw it in the air tanks <laughs> maybe put some in the shocks too just to like absorb the water or what about those little uh the little bags that they say oh, do yeah. not eat that come in shoes and stuff yeah but <laughs> break them open the break them bags. open and throw them in there <laughs> the forbidden snack that ernie likes to play with for whatever reason <laughs> i always see him batting those things around i'm like where did you find that <laughs> Yeah, park it inside is a good thought, but, uh, you know, we don't all have that luxury. Or yeah. we just buy bad financial decisions and uh, yeah, just don't have Now, let's talk about, like, winter beaters. Like, I am such a fan of having a, a, a like, a winter beater. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's a lot of wear and tear in your car, driving your car through the winter. Let's say, yeah. like, my ATSV. Yeah, you could totally drive an ATSV through the winter, but yeah. your carbon fiber lip is going to be scraping snow every, like, all the time. So, I mean, why not use winter as an excuse to buy something fun and different? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I thoroughly, I, we've had a lot of conversations about it. I thoroughly enjoy driving, like, a beater car sometimes, like a car that you don't have to worry about about you know door dings like i still don't want any door dings on my car and i still park way out in the middle of nowhere even even though it's an (laughs) ugly car but like you know just having a car that you don't have to care as much about Mm -hmm. i always have a winter beater always my problem is is when suddenly i don't want to even drive the winter beater in the winter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, just want, I want to keep them all safe. <laughs> I, that's, that's true. I saw yeah. a TikTok the other day, and it was like, need a winter beater for your winter beater? <laughs> I, got a, I got a daily, and then I need a daily for the daily, and then I need a daily for the other daily. <laughs> it's like, that's that hill that we all yeah. roll down. I just messaged these guys just like, what, two days ago, and I'm like, wow, crap. Like, do I drive the base model through the winter, or do I drive the Sonic? The Sonic's nicer, but, and then, like, everybody's like, you know, just kind of told me what I needed to hear. Like, just drive the darn Sonic. Like, yeah. yeah. It is just a Sonic. It's super nice, but, like, it, it's a nice car. Yeah. It's you know, not a Lamborghini. Like, it's, yeah, it's not the ATSV. That, you should be shot if you drive that through the winter. <laughs> if you can afford an ATSV, then you can afford a winter beater. Come I mean, on. the the days of $1,000 well, beaters is gone, but. Like a McLaren and the ATSV is your winter Yeah, beater. like the. We, that would oh, be a flex. You, oh, <laughs> well, you. We, we get some dudes in here who are like, well, I got, I got this and that, and the wife drives the ATSV. TSV is the daily, and I'm like, must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> you keep talking about Rangers, you're going to get me going. Yeah, I love Rangers for Rangers, winter beaters. Rangers, uh, Jeep, S10s. S10s, Jeep Cherokee XJs, uh, um, Blazers. Yeah, any any of those small early 2000s vehicles, Yeah, great I, winter cars. I've been looking unsuccessfully for the past few years for... Uh, S10 or a Blazer that's in good enough condition where I would want it, but cheap enough where it would be, you know, the perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But man, any of them around here are just rusted to all hell. Yeah. What's cool about those is they blow rear ends all the time. So you can find them quite often with blown (laughs) rear ends. Because what I always want to do is get a S10 Extreme and uh, like (laughs) LSJ swap it. (laughs) Oh my. That would be amazing. Yeah. The Colorado Extremes. Yep. Or what are they called? 
Oh, yeah. the, the Colorado. Yes, the extreme is cool. Uh, one thing I love about Colorado's is they're used so much for like the Napa's and the, Work the auto parts yep. stores that you can find those all over the place with like a 150 million miles on them. Yeah. So you just get one of those and they're really basic. So the stuff that wears out is like, yeah, they're not you complicated. Okay. Yeah. Your heater dials are worn out. Like you go to you wrench it and you get some mechanical, you know, ones out of a, out of one with a hundred thousand miles on yep. it. Put them in your pocket. You're good to go. You 200 pounds <laughs> of uh, rocks or sand or freaking water softener salt yep. in the it like behind the tires up against the tailgate and you can drive through about anything with a two wheel drive truck. I, I loved my Colorado in the winter. I put 400 pounds of sand in the back and you could drift that thing anywhere. <laughs> it was so much fun. 400 pounds. I don't Holy know. Oh, I, I went to home Depot one sound day sound and I, I was just like, give me $70 worth of sand. And yep. they're like, are you sure? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I threw it all in there. <laughs> I was still on all seasons too. I, I only got stuck once. Speaking of good winter Beaters or good cars, just for whatever reason, the winter mm-hmm. W bodies. Like, w- I remember bo- in high school because none of us had yeah. good tires. Yeah, all of our no. cars were terrible. Yeah. but all of the W bodies could get anywhere. Yeah, so yeah. That was when you're six dudes deep in a Grand Prix. Because uh, Jeff Jeff Gordon, one of our customers, uh, he got a Scion XB for free from his buddy. He like didn't want it anymore or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, sweet, <clears throat> new winter beater." And then a couple days later. He sends me a photo of a Grand Prix engine bay, and he goes, they want to trade for the XB, and I'm like, dude, if you want a, a comfy winter yeah. beater, a W body is where it's at. Is it just the weight? Why they're so good at just weight? Well, they've and got like 12 inches of ground clearance. Weight and torques, baby. <laughs> they're heavy, so they they have a lot of weight on the tires. Yep. You know, like it's it's an amazing. It's got a lot of weight on the front too. Like it's a pretty front heavy vehicle. Definitely done some dumb things in a W body in the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three point six liter supercharged makes good heat too. Quick, like <laughs> <laughs> makes good. Heat. Some they of, do some of these two liters. You idle for too long, and it's like ah, <sighs> I know. I'm cold. That, that's fair. <laughs> That uh, I, we were just talking about our lacrosse that Eric and I had for a couple of years this week. That thing had the hottest heat and yeah. the coldest AC ever. <laughs> you'd you'd ho- it had remote start and you'd remote start for like five minutes, hop in there, and you were baking. It was so hot. Was that yeah. factory remote start? Oh yeah, really? That was the only option that car had. It was a pretty common option from like uh, 04 and newer. Yeah, it was a 04. Wow. So what I like about old cars too, like you know, we were talking about 90s cars and maybe early 2000s, is that they're really cheap and easy to put remote start in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, don't have any fancy electronics, so you buy I the am Viper such kit a fan. for 150 bucks and wire. I'm not it up. a fan because they always act up. They do. The aftermarket ones kind of stink. Yeah, but if you can find, you do it right, I suppose. If you can find a, a factory remote start car, that is a very slept-on winner feature. Yeah. Yep. Like I love yep. it. You can you can run the car at least twice. You know, because yep. the, the, the timer is like 10 minutes, but like, I mean, five minutes and then jump in it and you're going to have heat within two mm-hmm. minutes. Like it's remote start is a must, like an absolute must in my opinion. Like, I, I don't know. I probably should talk to Randy about it, but like, <laughs> I really want to put remote start in my Sonic. There's got to be a way to put a metal, a metal position sensor in the neutral position yep. and then have a remote oh, start. So it wouldn't let you if it was in gear. Yeah. That'd be neat. Yeah. I'm just, sure, yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. Oh, just find one H3? location. Yes. Yeah, H3. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. I mean, 
I don't know why why an H three. I mean, H three really isn't even a Hummer anymore. It's a no, it's, it's Colorado. Car. It's a Colorado. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's on the three fifty five platform, but the Alpha with the uh, stupid little <clears throat> three foot bed. Yeah. Yep. That that was the one. <laughs> They're tough to find though. You never see them. They just kind of disappeared from the planet. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, uh, but I saw a mint rendezvous driving around. I mean, immaculate. <laughs> it was like that gross mint color, but it didn't have a speck of rust on it. And I'm like, how in the world does anyone in 2022 have a mint rendezvous still? Wow. <laughs> My mom had a rendezvous. Yeah. And it got the worst gas mileage. It, I, I don't remember what went wrong with it, but it was not a good car. It was not a good car. But we did find out, uh, apparently, they have a cool aluminum crash bar. Yep. So I'm Mr. Bell Bo- Bo- Cobb needs Ooh. himself one of those. Yep. Both of them are, both cars are getting an aluminum crash bar up upgrade. And get a big enough intercooler to take place <laughs> of that thing. <laughs> I don't really need one. I don't really need one. I'm on Baby Boost. And but you want to road course it, baby boost. And my IATs are always five degrees within ambient. And you haven't been on a road course yet. <laughs> you do how many pulls at Gingerman? 15, 16 a lap times that yeah. by 20 minutes. <laughs> 70 pulls back to back. Sounds fun. <laughs> I would probably look into uh, I, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about this. I don't know what you think, Tyler, but I was thinking about getting like a meth kit for road course next year and have it activated somehow like when something happens maybe for like fooling, above an IAT yeah like a, have some kind of triggered meth kit with a tiny nozzle that just squirts a little bit of like E98 in hmm. This sounds like complicating things for no reason at all, Tim. Uh, just, you know, to keep this it like, safe. You sound like a customer emailing in right now being like, well, <laughs> could you 1.0 tune my meth kit to come on when my IET sees this? Yeah. I, I don't think it would be that complicated. <laughs> Randy says no meth on road courses. Uh, are you referring to the drug or the... <laughs> uh, he's talking about a rule that you just like uh, might look overlook. Well, that's just oh. like every if you road. You can't see the tank. Then every it's road not course there. says you can't have coolant in your cooling system. <laughs> yeah. But no one. Okay. So on, <laughs> wow. on this, that's a rule. Yeah. Yes. All, every single. Same t- with the drag strip. Yeah. Every single tech sheet says really? you no can get coolant. fined for it. Technically. Well, yes. because if you if you overheat uh-huh. and spill coolant, it is really time. hard to <laughs> clean up. But so on that note, when I first got my first crappy ion, I, I read that when I went to grid life for the first time and I was like, oh man. Are we talking about a coolant leak or a fuel leak? Well, then not, not the fuel leak. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I read it and I had never been to the road course. So I'm going out, you know, get my car ready for the beginner session. And they're like, oh, no coolant. All right. I better. So I drain all the coolant out. I put water and water wetter in. And I went and I drove and then, uh, yeah, I, I melted through the gas tank. So that was no good. But the, the water did fine. <laughs> but then I forgot to take yeah. out the water before winter. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was one day and I remember I was like looking at the weather and it was parked in, in the driveway and I was at work. And I was like, oh, no going to be 26 by the time i get home oh crap so oh, you i still had that oh yeah i still had the water in the in the intercooler system and in the oh, coolant no. and I, I ran home and uh i drained it all out and then i didn't start the car until the next spring because i was afraid that i had frozen the block through or something and <laughs> it was fine <laughs> but yeah there's another winter tip if you actually do change out your coolant for water for road course or 
track or whatever. Don't leave it in there. Don't leave it in there because water freeze is really easy and uh, you don't want to crack a block. Yeah, uh, that'd that, be bad news. One of, uh, one of me and uh, Adam Wagner, his buddy, uh, bought a Civic that the dude used for track only use. And when he bought it, it had water in the coolant system and he didn't know that. And so he parked it oh no he bought it and then he left it outside before he could start working on it because it had some problems or whatever and then he went to start it up and it had cracked the the coolant jackets because all the water had frozen i'm glad you actually brought up this subject because uh you know i don't know how many people like to do this but i love going to texas and buying vehicles and driving them here Mm -hmm. well um a warning to anybody that does that like they don't run the same mixture of coolant and they don't run the same mixture of washer fluid Oh. So if you get that car back, if you drive that car to Michigan I from Texas, never thought about that. you better fill the washer bottle with yeah. like some good washer fluid mm-hmm. and you better at least test the, the coolant in your radiator because I've ran into both <laughs> things freezing on vehicles I bought from Texas. Oof. <laughs> Fortunately, the mix was just enough to be slushy oh, and like be like, slushy. like, not, you, oh. like unscrew the, the reservoir and we're looked down in and you yes. Go, oh yeah. You know, why isn't this car getting warm? And then you unscrew the radiator cap and it's slush it's in there. Slush. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. I would, I would, oh, uh, wow. That's yeah. scary. <laughs> so uh, add that to the list. If you bought a used car, you have yeah. to change the coolant. Yeah. Maybe now is a good time. Yeah, just you know. fresh everything. You're supposed to do it anyway and nobody does. So, I mean, yeah. it's a great idea to just dump it and put some new fresh that stuff in. That is one of those things nobody changes, like for hundreds of thousands of miles. No, I just I just take the engine out once a year and get it all new. <laughs> <laughs> I that's cool that's a way year. to do it. Didn't I the last think... time you left the oil in the... Weren't you telling us that? You oh, left yeah. The... I changed the engine sooner than the oil. <laughs> <laughs> like, the engine came out and went back in between an interval. Engine. Oh, well, man. yeah, it was right before Tale of the Dragon. Yeah. I, was yeah. like, I was like, man, we got to get this trans fix. I don't want... This oil is brand new. It's got 1,500 miles on it. Like... It's good to the go. the stick is good. Didn't even unscrew the oil filter. Just yanked her out of there, put it on a stand, and dropped her in. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've done that before. I mean, I've, I'm I'm pretty sure you've been upset with me before. I've had, uh, you know, engines and cars and blown them up before. Uh, yeah, it happens, you know. <laughs> you put big old turbos on ATSVs and then go trying to make 800-wheel horsepower and oops. There, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, Eric, we got a uh, we got a spammer here. Yeah. Kill private, it. Private photos. Oh boy. Yeah, super block that <laughs> or whatever you do. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Hello, Frankenstein, whoever you may be. Uh, Randy, I saw I didn't know the H3 Alpha came with a 53. Yep. Yes, um, I tuned one actually. <laughs> I don't think they never put it in like a single cab. They only put it in like the extended cab or the four door or something I, like I that. I do know yes. some of the later year Colorados. I didn't know the H three had one too. <laughs> oh, okay. But the Alpha edition is like stupid rare though, or it is now. Oh yeah, didn't we find one yeah. on Marketplace? It was and... like twenty five grand or something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Kind of like a coupe solstice yeah <laughs> you find one of those it's 27 grand oh my gosh and they're so ugly i yeah. don't <sighs> mixed feelings yeah i i don't know because i'm on one hand i really i've always liked the uh bmw z3 the clown shoes yep i've always thought those are cool Man, cars when we, were, when we were down at tail of the dragon there was probably 50 crossfires there. yeah oh yeah oh. they were staying in our what was it the the thing we were fontana at. yeah yeah, yeah. 
all the crossfire I've, dudes. I've always liked crossfires. I think they remind neat. me of the Solstice, too. Yeah. One thing I will say is that they have terrible taste. Oh. There was <laughs> really? like one that was kind of cool, if I recall. Maybe one. And yeah. all the rest of them were hideous. They are like Ooh. the AutoZone badge stick on. Oh, no. And Ugly like, wheels. Uh. Like, just terrible. There was one that was kind of racy looking, and it wasn't even like Good. our level cool. Like, yeah. any one of us sitting here could, could make a crossfire like really sweet, and none of them did that. But one guy was like, eh, they all okay. had this cold air intake with two filters right oh, in the yeah. front grill like it came around there's two filters there <laughs> oh yeah did you know those came with a mercedes v6 oh yeah yep but the, the the cool AMG ones or SRT6 that they called it were supercharged but you could only get them in auto but you could potentially buy a base model one and put a blower on it sounds like GM so stuff we're yep. gonna give you something cool but not both cool things yep. you can just have one of the other cool things yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't have both together you gotta buy both and then like <laughs> kind of kind kinda like uh, GM with absolutely nothing all wheel drive has a cool engine yeah why until did they do the that? yeah yeah here we go es- the Escoid yeah v Escoid or whatever v. you know but like that's a hundred and forty thousand dollar truck I mean I, we could have bought our house again for what yeah. an yeah. Escalade V costs I mean they they teach us with the first Grand Prix GXP. Remember that one? The oh, the like the yeah. version one body style. Well, I don't know what body style it is, but the, was the wide track drive? body style. Yes, wide. It was uh, it was thirty eight hundred all wheel drive. Yeah. but really? it never made it. Like it, uh, I guess it broke a whole bunch of times, yeah. which That's doesn't nice. make any was, sense because it's it's not that hard. Put like a truck drivetrain in it, and you're fine. Like it was a it was a like a ninety seven three hundred three Grand Prix. Yep, with an LS four, and it was it used the. Uh, Aztec all-wheel drive system. Did it have the V8 in it? It had the V8 in it too. Oh, did it too? It was the it was the G8. That's what they called it. Oh, the G8. Okay, not it wasn't the GXP. I don't know what they were doing, but they called it the G8. Okay. The G8 would be a cool all-wheel drive car. Because yeah. G8 yeah. is just Generation 8, 8 Grand Prix. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is why all the Grand Prix dudes moved to GTOs yeah, and because, like, the 04 Plus is the 7th Gen. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. the G8. Yeah, I don't know. It's something weird. They're, there's, they made one of them. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Noah, the GMC Canyon came in the 3.5 or the 3.7 five-cylinder, and they sound so good. The early years, though, suffered from really bad head gasket issues and then apparently timing chain issues and you know just good old <laughs> and they came with four l60s so they're nothing detrimental you yeah know. you know just <laughs> you need to rebuild the transmission and all that but uh frankenstein has an off question but a tvs on a 3800 i know ed labarge has one mm-hmm. yep and i think you what have to have a custom adapter plate and just the intercooler adapter plate yeah Oh. And somebody buy that one on Facebook Marketplace with a TVS. Uh, there was Bonneville. a there was a Bonneville with a TVS on it. <sighs> Why didn't you buy it? And it, it had Tim should have bought it. It had all. He always talks about you need to buy the SSEI, then you need to put the GXP front and rear bumper on it and the taillight panel. Yep. Yeah. And this you one do. had those swapped on it oh. in the interior, and I'm like, Tim, yeah. this is all you. Was it bud. the pearl white too? No. No. If it, you know if it was, <laughs> yes. it would have been mine. 
It was four grand, and I'm like, man, like, oh, it was silver, silver, right? It was my least favorite yeah, color yeah. of all colors. Yeah. I was like, oh man, if that thing, if that was my pearl white, my yeah. The problem with it gold, was gold mist or whatever. Yep, the gold mist. Oh, it had all the parts, but when you looked at it, it just didn't give you that like, ah, I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there the are idea some was cars cool, that, you know, that was like that LNF I bought this week. I saw it in the morning and I was like, yep, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care what was wrong. I saw the price. I saw the car. and I was like, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, so, so tell You're everyone about your new me. cobalt. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> winter beater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if uh, I'm sure most of you guys aren't following me on Instagram, but I posted and I have my first LNF cobalt, which I have almost completed the fleet. I have a 2.2. I have a LSJ. And now I have an LNF. I picked it up. It's like 135 or 125,000 miles. It's got a Gen 3. It has some trans issues. It could be a roll pin. Could it be a trans itself? But I, of course, in my pack rat ways, have a brand new F35 in the garage. So we've got that covered. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty slick. The wrap is a little rough. Uh, it's got some nice wheels on it. It's got some horrible suspension. But it should make a good little project over the winter. And then... Uh, Keyword project. We'll see. Yes, it's definitely a project. I wish it was more stock so we could do a LSJ I know. build series all over again. Well, we were. I was talking to Eric a little bit, and uh, once I get the trans fixed and it's drivable, then I would like to do a little bit of a build series. It has has some parts that I'd like to change out, and uh, you know, I know you guys like seeing Cobalt content, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> if we can make some more videos. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan is, is proud. proud. Yep. <laughs> Which is half the reason I want to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> just to spite him <laughs> even though it is a really nice car yeah but uh yeah You're just I don't an know. lsj boy i am i don't know why <laughs> it's only because i bought an lsj first yeah. and so i've stuck to it but i mean lnfs are good except for the throttle so <laughs> <laughs> yeah later year monte carlos did come with the ls4 uh and then so did the lacrosse super or yep. no Yep, my yep. brother has one. Yep, lacrosse super, which is one heck of a sleeper. The Bonneville, unfortunately, came with the North Star. Yeah, I'd probably have one if. But did the North Star nice. Bonneville have the eighty? Yes. Hmm. Yep, I I always kind of like that engine. Yeah, it's got some like head gasket issues, I believe, but the North Star V8 is actually a really good sounding engine. It does sound really good. Um, obviously, you have the whole equalizer problem. Yeah. You know, I'm judging the noise based on um, my friend had an XLR, and oh, the XLR yeah. had the North yep. Star V8 in it, and all he did was like a magnifol muffler mm. and resonator delete, and did it sounded sound amazing. Huh. So if you get a GXP really? Bonneville, it would, but you know you're gonna have the unequal exhaust that you're gonna have to deal with i almost my first car was almost an oldsmobile aurora with oh yeah oh yeah i loved those yeah yep. especially the second gen one yep my the dad weird taillight my light. dad had a second gen aurora with i think it had the v8 and that car at the time it was, was, it was so slick yeah yeah he had that, and then he had his Bonneville, and he had he had an SSEI, and he still to this day will say that that was his favorite company car that he's ever had. Really, the yep. Aurora is what the Riviera should, should have been. been. Yep. Yeah, like the Riviera was neat, but they didn't quite they didn't quite get it. Oh, they're so the ugly. Aurora, like they got it. Like that's that's yeah. cool. 
Yep. Every once in a while, you'll see a nice clean one with some old guy in it, and I'm like, oh, yep. nice to see that. Yeah, you, those those disappeared, too. Mm-hmm. I saw one last year, and it was the, the burgundy color, and it, it was mint, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Old, and Oldsmobiles were just nice. They're just nice cars, and then you put the North Star in it, and how can you go wrong? Why, why was I would winter beater the one. North Star? Like, what? I don't know. Where I don't the know. North Star name come from? I remember how they were. I heard Alan have shit talking. Don't make me come up here and throw this table on y'all. Oh, we're talking about North Stars now. Perfect timing. Yeah. You want to hop in? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, you're we're, supposed to be my little buddy up here. We're talking about how LNFs are good winter beaters. We, <laughs> uh, we, ha- we haven't said too much negative about LNFs. I'm a big LNF fan. Yeah. I'm an LSJ fan, too, though, so you're it's like, ah. Team. No, you're my team. You They're, gotta keep all these guys <laughs> Mr. Ford is over here talking about LNF being winter beers. Only, only, only platformer car I'm driving this winter is an LNF. <laughs> 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 well, uh, Tristan, you don't need 80s. Just go 60s. For sure. Not, uh, not 60cc, but 60 pounds. Uh, 60s, yeah. Yeah, 60 pounds for sure. <laughs> oh, um, Tristan, 60s are... Hey, what's up? more than enough for a v3 in fact they're kind of too big like 42s are more than fine 42s will handle e85 on a v3 however if you're thinking about going to z04 then just go with the 60s for sure because mm-hmm. 42s are not going to support a z04 nope you need same for grand prix guys don't do don't do the 42s just go right to the 60s the cost is similar and they'll get you way further yep <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always gets these. a 42 and then it has E and then runs out. It's very common. I see it on Sonics yeah. and Grand Prix all the time. Yeah, I, I put a 42s in my Sonic and I re- I turned it up to 10 basically. And um, when the weather would get cool, I would run out of fuel. Yep. <laughs> so what I did was I just unlocked the FSCM and it cranked up the pressure from like 60 to like 75 pounds. And then it was fine. Yeah. Completely fine. It, it maxed the injectors, but it was fine um, in like throughout the winter. Cause I drive, e, I, I run E85 throughout the whole winter. Yeah. Um, I don't like the, like, I like to smell at E85. I hate <laughs> the smell of burnt gas. Oh my gosh. So it's the, just the LNF I bought has a catless downpipe and a straight pipe, and it's on 93. <laughs> so you start it up uh, for a minute or two, and you're just like, oh, is this the amusement park or what? Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man, that thing is so hot, boy. It is so hot, boy. I know, I was telling the guys, I was like, it's really nice, but it was also done kind of hot, boy-y, you know. But the Did worst. you say it has a muffler delete? It has it, a full straight pipe. Yeah. Like full turbo oh, back Turbo straight. back straight Three pipe. inch mm, just mm-hmm. tractor mm-hmm. screamer. <laughs> the only thing that's kind of cool is you can really hear the, hear the turbo. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of neat. I would allow an LNF straight pipe if it made 600. Yeah. If you're like, hey, I don't want the weight or I don't want the restriction, it's I, I got the straight pipe exhaust. I'm going to go and ahead and say you're full of crap. <laughs> straight pipe is <laughs> never better. Please quote me on that. Straight pipes suck on everything. I don't care if you're making a thousand horsepower. <laughs> I, Put I, some kind of resonator or muffler on it. It's going to sound better. Yeah, I'm with Tim on this one. Yeah. Uh, straight pipes are not good. I'm not oh, saying although, I would do it. It's the only excuse I would give it. The I see why the guy didn't do the, our resonator because the car is pretty dumb low and I was pulling it in the garage and even then it was scraping so you oh. know yeah it's it's low low it's it looks super low for sure <laughs> sounds perfect <laughs> <laughs>
It's it's lower than your base model. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I I had parked the base model in front of it when I got home the other day, uh-huh. and the the base model is not super low right now. It's a little raised. Yeah. From last year, and I parked it in front of it, and I'm like, oh boy. This is a tall car. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to lower the base model is what yeah, I'm saying. Basically. Yep. Man, my base model's up in the air, too. I was looking at that thing today. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. On those 18s, it is so tall. Two 45-45s. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And no side skirts. Yeah. And at least you have the front lip. But yeah. without the side skirts and the rear bumper, base models look really yeah. tall. Yeah. I hope that with the 17s and a slightly smaller tire that I'll be able to like actually tuck some tire maybe. Yeah. Hopefully we can good. hopefully we can make the suspension work sitting super low. Mm-hmm. That's like my goal cuz I want it to be like really really low. Sonics we, do We've uh, got some ideas. Tyler Sonic? and I were brainstorming when yeah. we were gone actually. Yeah, so. we we've, we've got some tricks up our sleeve that we're going to try this winter. Uh Sonics do pretty solid in the snow. I Yep. Oh yeah. Snow I tires. Love mine. Snow tires and you're good. I I um I always play this game too. I always go plus size in the winter. Like I taller. go yep. I go up a sidewall, down a width. Yep. Sometimes up two sidewalls and down one width at least. It's it's shocking how much of a difference a skinnier tire makes yeah. in the yep. winter. The skinnier the better. You want to yeah. just cut through. I've and- I've got those little one ninety fives on the base model in the winter and it's yeah. good to go. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to see those mounted up this year. <laughs> I think mine are I think mine are two fifteen on yeah. the Sonic, so like yeah, they're tiny. Sebastian, I hate to say it, but your straight piped SL two did not sound <laughs> No, great. it does not. I had a straight piped SC two and that thing was bad. Uh, <laughs> is, that, lo- is that why I finished it with LOL? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they they were surprisingly good sounding engines, but again, nothing straight pipe sounds good because of yeah. course I got it and I cut them off off and the, you couldn't tune them so it was rich and like the whole bumper is all black <laughs> and then being 18 year old tyler i then cut the rest of it off and went to an exhaust shop and said here dump it out the <laughs> in the front driver, of the tire please yeah in front of the tire oh no <laughs> and i drove around i <laughs> That was so bad. Let me guess. Let me guess. The first startup, you're like, oh, oh boy, oh, what, did, what did I do? And then a week later, you're like, but I kind of like it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly that. That's what everybody does. Because <laughs> you're trying to justify it yeah. to yourself, and you're like, man, I really don't want to redo this exhaust. So you drive around for a while. You're like, yeah. Yeah, this you're sounds on, good. You're on your like second or third trip to Muffler Man, <laughs> tweaking it, and you're like, all right, I'm done. I've spent enough. So yeah. it had it had no resonator and then i fired up the jegs catalog and i found a glass pack and i was like all right let's put that in there <laughs> so we put the glass pack in and it sounded worse <laughs> e. definitely been there man and then i ran around my hometown and i got pulled over probably 10 times by the local police but my smart ass figured out that uh to give me a ticket, they needed to give me an actual decibel reading, and they only had one decibel. I, you know, hung out with the local car dudes, and they're like, "Pro tip: they only have one decibel meter in the whole county, and they usually like hang out in Flint. So just you know, stay away from the Flint they PD, it, yeah. and they're not going to test it. They'll just get mad at you, and then you just kind of like, oh yeah, here you pulled me over for my exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're 18, so you think you're like big tough guy, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know what you're pulling me over for. <laughs> Uh, side, sidetrack. Um, 
I've, I've seen it a couple times now. There are people talking about antifreeze. Honestly, it doesn't matter, but don't mix. Do not so mix. So if yep. your car came with Dex, uh, make sure to rinse it out completely mm-hmm. before you switch it to green. But honestly... I run whatever came in it from the factory. I've if never it came had with a, Dex, I've run Dex. That's I've fine. never had a problem with Dex Cool. I know a lot of people, it gets gummed up and stuff, but... It only gets gummed up when it sees oxygen. Because oh. that's what Dex Cool is. It's It's got this thing in it to where it makes like... It like the chemical reacts when it when it gets a leak. Mm. And then it like... Oh. It kind of acts like your platelets, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it does. Four holes in like your radiator, you know? So um, green doesn't have that. Green is just going a leak forever like mm-hmm. you know but uh deck school has that in it huh. so that's why it turns to mud because you have some old beater yep it's got a hundred and sixty thousand miles on it and you know people are careless or mixed coolants and all of a sudden half your radiator is full of mud uh, so or or it's a uh Grand Prix and the coolant level elbows are leaking and yeah, yeah. there was a problem <laughs> yeah. where the Dex Cool ate the intake gaskets. That's where a lot of the thirty eight hundred negative connotation comes from. The gaskets the little cut provision they have in them. No, it's they the, break it's the, at the stupid little dimple in the intake runner. Like the Maybe. coolant pressure pushes on the rubber ring and then there's like this I don't know, injection molding mm-hmm. provision and it goes plink. And then now you have a leak. I don't know. I think the gasket material they used didn't get along with the X. Cool. It's like it's a possible. it's like a rubber O ring. When it like you expose it to something wrong, it gets all like loose and flimsy. That's what the intake gaskets did, from my understanding. And if you've ever pulled an OEM one apart, they're definitely just falling apart. Because <laughs> what what it is is they they cast the plastic. Um, intake gasket insert thing and then the injection mold like the rubber seal through it Mm. and then like so you have to have a passage for the rubber to make it to every hole well that makes them weak in some spots and then you have heat cold heat cold pushing on it and then pop i've definitely mixed cool in every single vehicle i've owned (laughs) (laughs) i'll just say it just say it (laughs) i mean i have in the past for sure exploded either uh arcane your your bumper should not have melted uh uh, one and this isn't any anything against you but one thing a lot of people make the mistake of when putting our cat back together we sent it in four pieces because it's easier for shipping and it's easier for installation what a lot of people do is they'll put the resonator section on put the next section on tighten it down yep (laughs) put the next section on tighten it down put the muffler on tighten it down and then they're like well what the heck it's it's crooked or it it's touching something or whatever just get it on there, get the clamps snug, snug, but where you can still rotate the pipe. And man, it makes installing those things, especially on a lift, so much easier. Yeah. And let's add, you cannot use a 3H ratchet to tighten each band clamp. Nope. Use a freaking impact. Use an it. impact. So put everything together loose, wiggle and jiggle everything into a perfect fitment, and then just go on down the line and friggin' impact <laughs> the heck out of all of them, like yeah, 100 pounds. Yeah, to be crushed together. Yes. Like. Yeah, those, that's the way those band clamps work, Yeah, is they need to crush around where the two pipes meet. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, like, take it for home. take it for a drive around the block, and then go right back home and, and do look it again. At, look at your bumper to to a muffler tip gap. Yeah, and if it's not right, then loosen everything up, jiggle it around, you know, get tweak it a little bit, and mm-hmm. take it for another drive. And then uh, one thing that I also learned from a buddy, and then just working on these, um, you can do two things with uh, worm clamps if you're resonators hanging a little low 
put a worm drive clamp around that hanger and tighten it up oh, and yeah. it'll bring it up. And then if it, you know, after all your finagling, if you can't get it perfectly center in your bumper, take tiny worm drive clamps and put them around the hangers and then center your clamp right there, mm-hmm. send it home and you're good. Yeah. Cool. I, I saw that trick not too long ago. I just learned that one myself yeah. not too long ago, and it's a great. It's great. Yeah, I mean, all of our exhaust pages have new hangers for your application. It's not a bad idea to grab some. Yeah, those yeah. Ru- yeah. rubber isolators get all blown out and wobbly, yeah. and every single time I do a thirty eight hundred downpipe, it gets two new O rings in the in the center. Those ones always break. Yep. There's yeah. no reason not to replace them if not get poly ones or shorter ones or. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. They're yeah. five or eight bucks or whatever. Well, Tim's got to get out of here. Yep. You got a fitness competition to hit up. Yep. Good luck. Anyone have any final comments or happy winter beaten? Stay out of the ditch. Yeah. Yep. Stay out of the ditches. We'll see if yeah. we get our first snowfall or technically second. We did have one weird one. We did? Yeah. Ago. Yeah. What? It snowed like I don't even think the snow yeah. like soli- like stayed solid on the ground. It like it snowed though. Huh. <laughs> Missed I don't it. Like a that. month ago, I think. Like, I must have been out of town. I don't remember. I don't know. Have a good weekend, guys. Yep. Yeah. You guys have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.